just like takes her um like takes like the little like box thing that she had put the berries in um like out of her coat pocket and just like tosses them to the side <laughs> i think like it's pretty it's probably pretty jarring how we come to find the sands because we were just in this very dense wood where um you know lots of vines and moss and lots of shade um and I think we like kind of step out into the last of kind of the, like the trees start to kind of dwindle a little bit. Um, and we step out and we see this sweeping like desert of dunes. Um, and this, so this boneyard of the gods stretches for uncounted miles, shifting wind-formed dunes of bleached bone white as far as the eye can see. As trackless as it is vast, many a wanderer have met their ends here, their passage soon erased. They say a city lies sleeping beneath these sands, its great towers buried by the wandering dunes, uh, not even the tallest of its spires breaking through the bone dust surface. What memories come to you in this place? So I think that for Ember, she just gets this like sudden sinking feeling um when she sees how open it is and how desolate uh and dangerous um i think i think a lot of memories um come to her in this place of the people she's killed um i think and and she gets thoughts of her father specifically um, and kind of just these flashes of what that day was like for her. Um, and it's kind of just this very sudden, like heavy sinking, um, lonely feeling for her when she sees this place. Um, I think Jezebel almost at the same time gets a memory that isn't her own. The feeling of soaring through the sky. Um, but with the same fire that she feels in her body. I think Keanu, as this place comes into view, um, thinks about their mother. Um, their mother has done a lot of traveling and comes from like a really dry land and um would always tell them stories about how water was so precious and i think just being um in just seeing this deserted place makes them remember their mother's words to them um before they left for the road which um 
we're about safety, um, but also about finding nourishment wherever you are and how sometimes that can be really hard. So they're just remembering her, her mom's words are coming to mind. I think um, for Arno, it's like the first night out on the dunes and we have like a campfire set up and a little like, you know, cook fire going in a little like sand crater. And you can see a ton of stars like out in the night sky. It's like really, really full. So I think all the members of the party are kind of asleep and um, Arno just kind of like looks out across the sands and he almost like sees like the sands kind of whip up like the image of what looks like his like past lover. And um, I think the two of them walk together or like he, you know, wheels down the dunes and, and his partner, you know, walks alongside him. And I think they don't even say words, but then. They look at each other and Arno gets like a kiss on the cheek from him. And then like the wind blows him away. And it's kind of like him following the Wendwood King's advice, you know, to sort of just like let the past go. And I think in his mind, he's like, that's the last time I'm really going to dwell on that memory. So then I think I'll pick a scene. Hmm. Let's do the persistent digger. Cool. So you hear them before you see them. The patient cascading rhythm of steel, swing, sand. You find them bent over their spade deep down in a narrow pit where the furious sun cannot reach them. They're searching for lost things. Good digging down here, they tell you, but it's thirsty work. If you spare them something, they will give you some of the lost things they've unearthed. Ancient coins, copper, green, and worn by centuries of sand. Um, so this is, this is arms. Does anyone feel like a strong inclination for this? Um, I think either or both uh, Ember or Jezebel could be in this one. Um, but not Keanu. I guess, mm-hmm. Natalie, do you do you feel this digger, or do you... <laughs> like, do I want to be the digger? Do you want to be the digger? Oh, um... I could be the digger. I don't really have a strong preference on this one, so... Yeah, Will, what are you, you feeling? Have, like, ideas. Hmm. So it's not your characters wouldn't be in it, but you would be playing the other role? Does that mean Arno has to be in it, or...? Arno does need to be in it, because... Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would even necessarily be a scene. I think Arno would just like share his water skin and then like sort of inscribe some runes on this, uh, this like shovel that he's using and like add some things that he can like dig twice as fast. Mm -hmm. And then I think, um, he like, it's while he was doing that previous scene that he stumbles upon this guy who's like digging for buried treasure. And so they just like spend the rest of the night, like swapping stories and like shoring up his, his mind and like, you know, digging a little further. And then Arno just says, you know, I got to be getting back. Um, you know, I hope you find something that's, that's what I'm trying to do too. And he gives him the coins. And I think Arno knowing that Ember's coins are counterfeit 
while she's sleeping, just like puts the sack of coins right by her so that when she wakes up, they'll like be there for her. Aw, that's really sweet. That's cute. Okay, let's see then. If that's seen, uh, Olivia, you're, you pick next. The Leviathan sounds great. Uh, it breaks the ossified monotony of the dunes, like a ship cleaving a wave, a stark jagged line of monumental bones, painting strips of cool shade across the burning white of the ground. The air around this great remnant sings with the echoes of things unremembered. What respite do you find here? I think like uh it in the scene everybody I guess we're all kind of, like we're kind of walking around um and we run into this Leviathan. And Keanu kind of just sits next to it and takes a really deep breath and listens to the echoes and feels a sense of peace for the first time um, on this road. What does what's everybody else feeling like? Jezebel is standing sort of stock still um, and is crying, just looking at it. Is Keanu near the, near the skull? Yeah. Jezebel comes around and puts her forehead to it. What do you feel, Jezebel? What's a lot of stuff going on here? You don't know? I thought you were a mage from a great family. That's uh, I guess I don't I don't know the things you know. I might I might come from a line of knowledge, but I'm I never feel like I know what I need to, when I need to. You, you're really intelligent and, and you know things that I don't. It's a dragon. Oh. Keanu's sense of peace just crumbles. Dragons are beautiful. Then tell me why you use them like you do. You want to say that we don't know better? You don't know. You don't know better. For all the clout about me and my family knowing things, I. I feel like there's a lot to learn about. I think we do too many things, and we don't stop to listen or learn. I... I'm sorry. Do you even know what you're sorry for? 
know. I just feel like it's really dark and really deep and some long line of things that are in my lineage that I... Does someone ask to be born into such a thing? <laughs> How does one rectify things? I, I don't... You start by owning up to what you did. Taking responsibility. Admit, admitting first step. Okay, I can do that. Um, what if no one's ever really told me what I t did? Or what? What? There's this thing with royal magical families that, like... There's a lot of stuff that happens that you don't know about when you're a kid, and then I guess you reach a certain age, which I'm kind of at that age, but I decided to leave the city and not participate in what I would have been doing if I, if I was in the city now, and I just, um, maybe I missed the information window, informative stage or something. I know this is this is horrible for you. I see it. I can feel it in your energy. So you don't know what Arknights are then? A really strong magical I've I've read about them. I've never met one. It's like studying. No, we just guard your homes and, and businesses and palaces and museums and libraries and 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 things for you sounds like and and we think that we do so out of our very nature that we're just sprung from the air from the very elements in the city's will to protect itself that's, you're saying that's an, a narrative, though? Oh, yes, that's a story. It's a very pretty story, isn't it? One that would one would like to believe, yes? One would like to believe that they are a chosen hero born from the very elements to protect people, right? Right. But you don't feel that. You don't feel that way. It's not a matter of feel, it's just a lie. Your family? And the six other mage families in the Dreaming City? Do you know what they do? Well, what? They make us. They take the ashes of soldiers, human soldiers who died in battle, and they take pieces of beautiful creatures like this, and she pats the skull of the dragon, and they make us, and they tell us that beautiful story, and they hide the fact that we can't disobey anyone in the city. That we can't break laws, even if we wanted to. 
it's not equal. No. It is not. It's not fair. Everybody should be allowed to break laws. I mean, isn't that why they're there? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of like the rebel in my family, but I don't buy into a lot of it, but that's really fucked up. Yeah. How, how do I not do that? Why do I not ca- carry that on? I don't know. I don't know, Keanu. I'm sorry. Now I know more about what I'm saying sorry for, and I'm truly sorry. You don't deserve that. I don't. And none of them back home do either. They didn't even believe me when I told them. Well, truth is often... Well, it's, uh, you know, reform, uh, it's not the easiest thing to take. Sure. Keanu feels sick and, like, just kind of, like, disgusted with, like, the lineage that they've been surrounded with, um, and, like, realizing that they... They, like, have more of a purpose, maybe, than they thought they did um, after talking to Jezebel. Keanu, I'm not going to blame you for what your parents do and did. Especially now that I know you didn't know. Thank you for that, that grace. I appreciate it. But what you do next? That's on you. And I think Jezebel gets up and leaves. Anyone else want to be in this scene? (laughs) That was pretty powerful, yeah. I, I think would be good to leave it there unless you cool. want anything else from it nope that's perfect wow dane let's go <laughs> <laughs> do i have to pick another prompt now is that what i have to do is it so. my turn yep yep okay all right you did so good there's one more <laughs> thank you luckily i don't actually have to make a choice i just get to pick the dust storm so i think a- later that evening uh heading towards later that afternoon heading towards evening um once the group's kind of back uh on the path again um i think jezebel just gets like too antsy like that was just so much and just kind of needs space from keanu and um 
just sort of offhandedly to Ember says, Hey, um, I, there, um, when we were on that crest, did you see those, um, cactuses, that group of them just a little northwest of here? Yeah, I did. Why? Uh, some cactuses, I think I read once have fruit. Do you want to go check with me? Yeah, I'd love to. Cool. Um, we'll scout ahead and we'll meet up with you guys in a bit. See you too. Um, the unfortunate right. thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you doing out of character stuff? Oh, I was about stuff? to just read what the prompt was and then we could get into the scene. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Um, unfortunately... At some point during this scene, a great towering wall of white dust rolls across the dunes, uh, drowning out the world around you and blotting out the sun. You cannot outrun it, and there is no hiding from its scouring winds as it strips away the heavy layers of calcifying dust that cover this place. So that'll happen. Yay. (laughs) Okay, but for now, we're walking towards the cacti. Yep. Okay. Jezebel... Uh, I don't want to, like, pry, but are you alright? You seem a little, uh, flustered. I'm fine, Ember. Thank you for asking. Hmm. How are you? Hmm. Been better, but I'm fine. (laughs) Better how? Uh, I don't know. Something about this place. It it just it it, it brings stuff back, and it, um, I there are no shadows here. There's no uh, place to hide. Um, to to go to. And it's so goddamn hot. Is it? I don't know. It's not my kind of place. (laughs) I can't tell if it's hot or not. Yeah, well. You're always hot, huh? (laughs) In more ways than one. What? (laughs) Nothing. Okay. Um, What is there to hide from? Well, I don't know. It um, it used to be people like you. I guess. I guess I'm not really sure anymore, but that instinct is still there. That kind of that thing in the back of my mind it's just saying run um it's just kind of this it's this uh caught uh, restlessness i guess i'm sorry no no it's okay it's just the way I am. 
No, I wish I could have. I wish I'd had the choice to help you instead of hunt you. That's okay. I can I can take care of myself, you know. Do you want to? Um I think that getting to want to or getting to want something else, uh that's it's kind of a luxury that I haven't really had before. I see. That's I all. See. I guess I don't know. Hmm. Well, um, what do you think of these? She gestures. Are they poisonous? Could you all eat them? Um. Uh, kind of like bends down to examine, examine the fruit. Um, no, these, these look safe. These look safe. I'll pick a few. Um, wait, let me, um, sure. My skin is ash and embers. The needles won't hurt. I've, uh, I appreciate it. I've, I've been scraped up by things much, uh, much worse than needles. (laughs) And I'm going to take a few of them anyway, you know. For the road. Of course. Is this when the when the uh, sandstorm happens? Yeah. I think so. So maybe like we're kind of just picking this fruit together and Ember's grabbing a few needles from the cacti too. Um, and I don't know. Do you want to describe it? Like we're kind of just hanging out and then... <laughs> this happens yeah i think it's i think it's this like it's it's this horrible it's described as a towering wall of white dust that like is stripping away layers of calcifying dust which is dangerous right and it says we can't outrun it and there's no hiding from it so i think they try right they try to outrun it and they look for for caves as it this thing whips up And then, as it's about to overtake them, uh, Jezebel says, please hold these, and hands her the the fruit that she had picked and um, all of her things. Um, Ember, I I don't know if I'm I'm strong enough for this, and... um, What are you doing? Look at the stone. And like the the winds are like tearing the stone apart. You'll die. Just stay very close. And if you must leave me behind, that is okay. When no, Jezebel, what are you talking about? I'm not. What? I don't know if we'll see how long I can last. I'm sorry no, if you have to carry no, me. No, I can't let you sacrifice yourself. I... What is the choice we have? Okay, I think I think she just she just has to say. I feel like it's getting closer and closer, and there's not really much time to argue. 
and kind of what's going to happen is going to happen is kind of how I'm picturing this. So I think as the, the storm goes over them, uh, Jezebel just expels flame, um, turning the sand into like glass, um, creating like this like con- like this this constant like um, war of attrition where she'll make the glass and like the sandstorm will tear it away and like the glass keeps being remade, um, and it's probably unbearably hot for for poor ember i think like it's just this like this image of of the the glass forming and the heat and the dust until at the end of it all like we see the the dust storm pass um and the there's like this almost like this like rough sphere of of crystal around around them that just sort of like crumbles away um, and Jezebel's unconscious and all of her like glowing cracks and like the glow in her hair are dim, if not out. Ember rushes over to her, um, and puts a hand on her shoulder and just kind of like starts shaking her, um, and there are like tears streaming down her face just from the intensity of it all and her worry. Does Jezebel like start like is is there any way to tell if she's breathing or like alive? She's not cold. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's that's probably all she has. Um Ember starts just like screaming like Keanu, Arno help i have no idea where you guys are but yeah everyone can be in this scene do you guys want to paint the picture of what you guys were doing while the dust storm was happening because i don't think you guys were in it but you could see it definitely i think like piano also needed some decompression time and since like jezebel grabbed amber like I naturally was like more comfortable with Arno. So I think I uh, went and I was hanging out with Arno and I was probably like talking to him about just what was happening. And I've just been like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how can I be? So probably just debriefing with Arno and we see the storm and I turn to him and say, do you think we should go check on them? Yeah. I mean, I think, it almost is more powerful if it's like we were, you know, separated in the storm. So it's like Arno and Keanu have to kind of like ride it out themselves while all this is going on. And so maybe Ember's calling out for help, but then the roar of the wind is like too much. And like the sand is like stinging and there's no, no reply or any sense that we could have even heard it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because the the dust storm moved from them to you guys. How are you guys surviving this? I feel like Arno probably has some sort of like makeshift like shelter thing that like almost like a convertible top he could put on his chair. Or like they could like dig down low and like cover themselves in some sort of like, like bunker thing. So it's like a half dome like just peeking out of the surface of the sand but made of metal, which will survive the whole situation. Yeah, exactly. 
so I guess there's no reply there, Ember. Because yeah. they're also they're hunkered down. It's their turn in the. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I think she's kind of just like frantically like searching for signs of life. Um, this is tricky because like. A, she doesn't really have medical experience, um, and especially not for an Arknight, because <laughs> uh, that anatomy is a little different. Um, I think she's probably like taking out various, you know, little potions, ointments, whatever, um, whatever she can find, like like literally anything, like trying to get, trying to get any like dust, like. I think she, I imagine that she very quickly finds out that any sort of liquid hurts. Like, mm. like, you know, like she probably applies something and it hisses and then is like less glowy and more dull. Yeah. I think it's kind of a frantic scramble and, um, she's like just crying and like, she puts away like any liquids. Um, and, <sighs> I, th- I think she's, like, even desperate enough. Like, she tries to give Jezebel oxygen. Like, like she kind of, like, starts, like, waving, like, her hands, like, over um, Jezebel's body. And maybe he's even, like, blowing on her. Right? Like, like trying to get... Because she's, like, that's what fuels fire, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> air. <laughs> and so it's a lot of frantic scrambling. But, I mean, she wouldn't know what to do medically. So... I, th- um, I think the oxygen thing starts working, though. Nice. <laughs> okay. Then I think she tries to find, like, uh, bigger objects to do that with, like, in her backpack. Um, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Mm. I mean, she probably, like, pulls, like, a coat. Uh, you know, she's got, like, a cloak in her bag, and she kind of just starts waving that, like, over... Jezebel I think I think some of her cracks start glowing again then yeah she's just gonna keep doing it until until Jezebel's got her glow back I think it takes a long time like until the the dust storm like peters out for for the others um and I still don't know if she's conscious but like by the time like her hair is glowing again it's probably a really good sign. Yeah, I think that once Ember's certain that Jezebel's like alive and glowing, um, she's just like panting because this is a lot, <laughs> a lot of work if she's doing it for a long time. And I think she um, kind of like takes a moment to just like sit down like next to Jezebel and kind of like puts her hand on Jezebel's shoulder and kind of quickly takes it off because she's hot again and just just sits there with her and i think tries to scream probably for arno and uh and keanu again i don't know where they're at in their storm process but it sounds like it's been a long time um because she probably can't move jezebel herself especially with the heat so uh she might need arno's help he might have some kind of contraption contraption i'd imagine arno's got oven mitts yeah (laughs) 
up in mid. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you hear me this time? I don't. What's happening over there? We're probably moving in a different direction, but then we hear her and we move towards her voice. We're all getting ourselves out of the sand. So is Jezebel okay now? Is everything... Um, she's in, in my head, she's just unconscious, but she's okay. Um, I, I think the, the issue is that Ember can't move her by herself. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. So we go... We dig ourselves out and then go and find Ember and ask her what she needs. Okay, cool. So assuming you guys do come find us. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that you like walk up um, and see Ember like pacing over Jezebel, who's unconscious. Um, just like back and forth and her cloak is on the ground and uh, there's just sand everywhere. Um, and as soon as she sees you both, uh, she runs towards you. Uh, are you guys okay? Uh, I have the same question for you. Is uh, she, She's alive. She's alive. Uh, how do we have her? her I, I think we need to move her. She's not conscious, but I, I don't know. Her, her literal spark went out for a minute and she she saved me from that storm um but it it knocked her out pretty bad and so i think we need to move her we need to get her back uh but i I can't do it alone you guys have anything that could help uh but arno may have something useful i think arno takes out sort of like a it's it's almost fitting with what um him and jezbel were talking about earlier about conducting heat and about his like um, his like new uh, combination is like arcane, like gemstone fuel source that he'd been working on, and so I think he places this sort of amulet that he'd been tinkering with that he didn't think was qu- quite ready yet, but he clasps it around Jezebel's neck, um, hoping that it will just sort of like concentrate the heat and draw it back into her. Mm. I like the idea it if this is okay, Will, that it, like, draws in all, like, heat from the surrounding, like, desert itself. Mm-hmm. And then, like, melts into her body, leaving sort of, like, a the, the gemstone in her clavicle. Mm-hmm. And I think she just, like, wakes with a start um, and, like, reaches for her axe. She's, she's like, oh. Are you okay? God, you scared the shit out of me. I'm, I am sorry. Thank you. I don't think you've ever thanked me for anything before. Maybe I am dead. Uh, well, don't worry, I won't make a habit of it. Don't go soft on me, then. And then she touches the gem, and she's like, what is this? What is this? It's a ruby. It's like we were saying, it conducts the heat a little bit better. Oh. Thank you, Arno. Of course.
first. And you, you both were all right. Yeah, I, I'm okay. May we leave this awful desert? Yes, please. Yeah. 